Hello again everyone, welcome back to our Holy Spirit series and today we're going to look at the second gift of the Spirit for our consideration today that we find in 1 Corinthians 12 and verse 8 and that is the word of wisdom and you remember last time we looked at the word of knowledge and I give you this little breakdown, it's not absolute um, or, or, or very exact but it gives us broad outlines of how we might differentiate these gifts and they're the vocal gifts, tongues, interpretation of tongues and prophecy and then there are the more revelation gifts word of wisdom word of knowledge and discerning of spirits and then there are the power gifts faith healing and miracles and today we're looking at the word of wisdom but let's just remind ourselves of what i've shared a couple of times from Derek prince that we have to be careful of drawing hard fast lines between these gifts a bit like the colors of the rainbow there's not one single point where we can say that one color begins and another ends for instance you know indigo ends and blue begins they they all kind of blend together in the rainbow so we might be asking ourselves the question with these gifts well was that a word of knowledge or was that a word of wisdom or a word of prophecy and there's very little difference between the word of knowledge that we looked at last time and the word of wisdom that we'll look at today let's also remind ourselves of something i shared last time that there's no such a thing as a perfectly executed gift of the spirit first corinthians 13 9 and 10 shows us that we know in part we prophesy in part and we haven't come to a complete knowledge and use of these gifts the gifts are perfect in and of themselves because they're from god but we don't execute them perfectly so we must use faith in this we must take risks and that being said whilst we may fail from time to time we almost always must be sure to be safe towards those that we're ministering to these gifts have been abused so much within the body of christ and we want to make sure that doesn't happen so let's look today at the word of wisdom just as we saw last time that the word of knowledge was a small part of god's complete knowledge he is omniscient all-knowing and he shares a small part of knowledge to us that we couldn't know any other way we couldn't know it through learning or anything like that so it's supernatural in the same way uh, the word of wisdom is a small part of god's total wisdom you understand now let me distinguish it from the the word of knowledge in this respect knowledge gives us facts all right Whereas wisdom shows us what to do with those facts. And so the word of wisdom in fact leads us to make right decisions or reply correctly uh, in the moment or overcome a problem or a dilemma with divine wisdom. Do you understand? It shows us not only the knowledge that we couldn't have but what to do with that knowledge. And we see this, of course, in the perfect example that we have of our Lord Jesus, as he relied completely on the Father for everything that he did. He could do nothing without the Father, he said himself. And we see this through various incidents in the life of our Lord. In Luke chapter 5, verse 4 through 10, we read of the miraculous catch of fish. And we read there that when Jesus had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your net for a catch. This was a word of wisdom that Jesus was given and then he gives it on to Peter. And of course Peter answered and said, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And what Peter's doing there is drawing on his knowledge as a fisherman and his wisdom and experience as a fisherman. And he's saying, we've been, we've been toiling all night and we know what we're doing here as fishermen. 
but we kind of recognize something special about you so we need to listen to what you're saying and when they had done this uh, they, they, uh, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking so they signaled to the partners in the other boat to come and help them and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink and when Peter saw it he fell down at Jesus knees saying depart from me for I am a sinful man O Lord for he, he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken and so also were James and John the sons of Zebedee who were partners with Simon and Jesus said to Simon do not be afraid from now on you will catch men Peter falls at the feet of Jesus because he recognised this was a supernatural knowledge he had knowledge and wisdom as a fisherman in the natural um, from his own experience but this was a supernatural wisdom that Jesus had spoken over him and I want you also to see that there was conviction with Peter and very often there's conviction comes with a word of wisdom and it was very practical they caught a great draft of fishes but there was also supernatural guidance and wisdom that came out of this word of wisdom in verse 10 Jesus said fear not from now on Peter you'll catch men there was there was a, a guidance in this from God and we find that this is the nature of the word of wisdom. Another example of this in the life of our Lord is Matthew 21 verses 1 to 7. And you remember it's the incident of the borrowed donkey. Now when they drew near Jerusalem and came to Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, then Jesus sent two disciples saying to them, Go into the village opposite you and immediately you will find a donkey tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them to me. And if anyone says anything to you, you shall say the Lord has need of them and immediately he will send them. All this was done, the mark this, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the prophet saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, behold, your king is coming to you lowly and sitting on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. So the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them. They brought the donkey and the colt, laid their clothes on them and set him on them. So what we're seeing here is the word of wisdom arose because Jesus knew the Holy Scripture. Now he was listening to the voice of the Father that this scripture of the prophet must be fulfilled right now. But he was hearing the voice of God but it came through the filter of his knowledge of the scriptures. And this is very instructive for us. The last time when we looked at the word of knowledge we looked at at least seven ways that God might share a word of knowledge with us and we might receive those words of knowledge. But can I just say here today in relation to word of wisdom and it applies to word of knowledge too and all the gifts of the Spirit, we need to learn Holy Scripture. The primary way that God speaks to us is through his word, the Bible. And a fundamental key to hearing God's voice is knowing the word of God in the Scriptures. And one of the main reasons for that is the basic law of computer programming, that input relates to output. And I know that God has given me verses of scripture that I haven't even memorized or known or truths in a miraculous way. But we don't want to be presuming upon that. We, we've got a Bible in our hands. We've got the ability to read them. Let's get the Bible in input so that the Holy Spirit, when he chooses, can bring the output and put his hand on a particular sword of the Spirit, a, a word, a, a rhema word from God that we need at that particular time. And so here we see this word of wisdom being used to go and get the donkey in a fulfillment of the, the, the scripture and the prophecy that Jesus would act on this as he went on to, into Jerusalem in the triumphal entry. So another uh, we find in the apostolic age 
um, the early apostles, I mean, whenever um, in Acts chapter 8, um, Philip is instructed to go and evangelize the Ethiopian eunuch. So we see here that this is not just something that's unique to the Lord Jesus Christ as the Son of God. This is something that the apostles and all their early disciples operated in as a gift of the Spirit. In Acts chapter 8, verse 26 to 30, we read, Now an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise and go towards the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is desert. So he arose and went. And behold, a man, an Ethiopian, a, a eunuch of great authority under Candice, the queen of the Ethiopians, who had charge of all her treasury and had come to Jerusalem to worship, was returning. And sitting in his chariot, he was reading Isaiah the prophet. Then the spirit said to Philip, Go near and overtake this chariot. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And the rest of the passage declares that this Ethiopian dignitary was converted to Jesus Christ and it was of great ramifications. Because we see that because God, through this word of wisdom, saying to Philip, go down to the south and then go alongside this chariot, because of this word of wisdom, this man's heart became open to God. Let's not underestimate the power of receiving a word of wisdom. It gave Philip knowledge to, to where to go, but it was wisdom how to apply that knowledge, what to do with this Ethiopian. And effectively, not only did it bring this man's conversion, but we know historically that Ethiopia opened and indeed the whole of the African continent began to open to the message of the gospel. So you see the power of a word of wisdom. Another example of this in the Acts of the Apostles is Acts 16, 6 through 10. And uh, we read there that when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And after they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. Now after he had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. So this word of wisdom produced an open door for ministry. Now please note that Paul later would go to Asia. He was forbidden to go in there by the Holy Spirit at this particular time. But he would be allowed to go in later and Ephesus, the chief city of the province, would be open to him and he would experience many results there. But previously the Holy Spirit would not let him go in because the timing wasn't right. And so here's an, another element to the word of wisdom. There is often a timing to it that is instructed in the word that's given through the knowledge that God gives. But there's something about God's timing attached to it um, and how the wisdom is implemented. So this is a wonderful gift, isn't it? The word of wisdom. A little part of the supernatural wisdom of God that is shared with us. And Ecclesiastes 3 verse 1 says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. And the timing of a word of wisdom is very important. In Second Chronicles 12 verse 32, we read there of a group of people called the sons of Issachar. And it says there of them, that they had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do. Now that is very 
instructive. They had understanding of the times, so that was knowledge, if you like. They knew what was going on in their age, but they also knew what Israel ought to do. And you know, we can have a great deal of knowledge of the Bible, but that's not the same thing as wisdom, how to use that knowledge. Uh, we can have God reveal certain things to us in knowledge to our minds and hearts and revelation. But some people are very unwise about how they go about using that knowledge. Sometimes they use it to puff themselves up. Sometimes they use it to direct or control or manipulate other people or throw power around in the church. That is not the way that the, the knowledge of God is meant to be used. And it's certainly not showing wisdom. Even in the age in which we live where there's so much chaos um, cataclysmic events are taking place there are catastrophes all around with with COVID and all various other uh, natural disasters and famines and wars and God can give us knowledge but it's important that we are wise in how we speak for God and how we use that knowledge the sons of Issachar had understanding of the times to know what Israel ought to do maybe you're here today listening to me and you lack wisdom. You need wisdom for your life, various areas of your life, decisions that have to be made, maybe wisdom for your ministry. Well, I've got good news for you because this wisdom and this word of wisdom is not something that's given to an exclusive group of particularly gifted Christians uh, in contrast to everybody else. But rather, James verse 5 of chapter 1 says, if any of you, any of you lack wisdom let him ask of God who gives to all liberally without reproach and it will be given to them so God who is infinite in wisdom will give his wisdom to everyone anyone who asks in faith and he gives it liberally he doesn't rebuke us or upbraid us even when we make mistakes and we take wrong roots in our lives he will give us the wisdom we need, but, but we have to come in humility and ask him for it. See, sometimes we're not humble. Sometimes we're puffed up in our knowledge, even our biblical knowledge, and we think we know everything. And very often that displays such hubris that we don't actually humbly come before God and say, Lord, I need your wisdom. I need you. Uh, to, to plot out my life and to show me the way that I must go. Now can I just give a public health warning as there ought to be with all the gifts of the Spirit but where the word of wisdom and word of knowledge is concerned and any uh, gift of this revelatory kind we must make sure that it is never used to manipulate or control or overly direct a person's life in an abusive way and this has been done over the years and we must avoid this we must not submit ourselves to anyone who is seeking to manipulate or control us and we certainly should not do that toward another even if we have divine knowledge or wisdom about their particular situation if that's going on i want to say clearly that there is another spirit at work other than the holy spirit let me leave you with these wonderful scriptures and I would encourage you to study these if you want to go deeper into what God's wisdom really looks like and how we share it with others. In James, the epistle of James again, chapter 3, verse 13 to 17, we read about wisdom that is demonic, knowledge and wisdom that is demonic. 
and that which comes from above, that which is imparted by God and his spirit. Listen to this in the NIV. We read, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. There is a humility with wisdom. But if you harbour bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. These gifts of the Spirit should not be used to compete with each other as individuals, as ministries, to, 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 to engage in one-upmanship. No, that is not why these gifts are given. That is unspiritual, fleshly, earthly, demonic wisdom. But look at this, verse 17. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, that means submissive to God and submissive to each other, full of mercy and good fruit, that would be the fruit of the Spirit that we've studied before, impartial and sincere. Wow, what a list of attributes that God's wisdom displays. And if you're going to operate authentically in the word of wisdom, you need to be cultivating this fruit in your life. And if you're going to submit to anybody's word of wisdom, you look for this fruit within their life in a relationship that you might have with them. So I hope this has been helpful. What a wonderful gift the, the word of wisdom is and the word of knowledge. And if you want to receive such gifts, let's come humbly before God. Let's examine our motivations. Why do we, we want them? Do we want them to make us look better? Or do we want them to edify the church and build up one another in the Lord? That's the test. But let's come. Thank him for his gifts in prayer and ask him for what we need. Father, I thank you that you are the all-knowing and the all-wise God. And every good and perfect gift comes down from you, the Father of lights with whom there is no shadow of variableness. And we pray for everyone who is watching this video who needs wisdom imparted to them at this time for their life, for whatever area of living they need it, Lord. I pray that you will meet them with the wisdom that they require. But Lord, we pray that we will operate in this gift in the spirit of humility and the spirit of Christ. And certainly, Lord, deliver us from control and manipulation of others and of doing that ourselves with any powerful gifts that you might give us. But let us use these gifts for the edification of the body and to see open doors in, 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 in the ministry of your word and to see open hearts to the wonderful good news of the gospel that we might share things with others that they'll be wowed not at our abilities but at the wonder that God knows me God loves me and God understands where I am right now and God is speaking to me in this moment so Lord we, we humbly receive whatever you want to give us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ we pray Amen God bless you see you again next time when we'll be looking at the discerning of spirits God bless you